Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. On today's episode, we are introducing you to Stacy. We are super happy that Stacy has accepted our invitation to join us on the podcast because she has such an amazing story which we know you will be able to relate to. We've been fortunate enough to work with her and honored to have been part of her journey with life's many twists and turns. So sit back and be inspired. So today we are going to be introducing you to Stacy. So hey Stacy, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, we're, we're good. You. Thank you very much. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show. Um, I'm really, really excited for our listeners to hear a little bit about you and about your journey. Um, so before we jump into that, do you want to just introduce yourself? Tell us just about you know who you are and where you're from, that kind of stuff. Okay, so my name is Stacey Ann. I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. Um, I'm, I met Charlotte and Jonathan in the UAE, and I've been in Dubai for the last three years and a couple of months. Um, yeah, and I work in a very demanding environment, and um, yeah, I'm just getting to know myself, getting to learn more about myself, and just focused on being a better version of myself every day. Excellent. That, that sounds amazing. And we've obviously we've known you for a couple of years now, and um, we've got to know you quite well over that time. But for the people who are kind of like listening and that, um, share share with us a little bit about your upbringing. Like, what was it like? Um, and did you was there any challenges that you might have faced growing up? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so I guess growing up in the Caribbean, I could, especially when I grew up, um, it was. Uh, I grew up in a, what I guess would be considered a poorer family. Um, I have three sisters, but my dad was married before. So I have three stepbrothers, um, but it was just four of us that grew up. I have a twin sister. Um, growing up, um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad worked in the fire services. Um, and I guess there were a lot of challenges because of course, um, we didn't have much and there were times when we wouldn't actually be sure about what's next, but my mom actually always reminded us that um, no one's better than, than you are. We're all same skin and bones. We just do anything that's different or separates each person is where they were born and the color of their skin. And the color of their skin is just um, superficial. So no one is ever better than you. and uh, when you're doing something, you give it your all or give it nothing at all, but there's nothing less. So even though we didn't always have everything, we knew that the benefit of hard work and that eventually hard work will always pay off. Nice, I love that. You um, obviously before, you know, you was in the UAE and before obviously our paths crossed, you was in Canada before, right? Yes, how so I, I, and then how did you get to Dubai? Like, give us a bit of backstory there. Well, so I guess like, um, but working, I guess like when I was growing up and stuff, as I said, things were always great. Um, 
I did most of my studies part-time and um, I just kind of happened to um, be blessed enough to end up in oil and gas. And when I ended up in, in oil and gas, um, I, I worked like, I guess pretty hard to try and prove um, a lot of people wrong because um, especially oil and gas in, a, in a, what's considered a third world country, locals aren't always given the same opportunities that expats would be given. So it was a bit of a challenge. Um, also being the only black female um, had its own challenges as well. Um, so um, worked hard, kind of established myself, established a reputation. And then I met someone, um, a senior manager who thankfully saw all my efforts and my hard work. So when she left Trinidad and moved to Canada, she insisted that I come to Canada to support her. So she encouraged me to, to come to Canada. I, went, I was working in Calgary for like four and a half years. Um, and then eventually oil and gas um, prices took a bit of a slump. It was difficult to, to stay there on a work visa. Ended up in Trinidad and then the opportunity to come to the UAE to work in oil and gas arose. So I ended up here, so. <laughs> I love it because you, you've obviously already overcome so much like before we met obviously like your upbringing is certainly different to our upbringing and it's something that you know is, is, is probably not talked about enough like you said about like being the the only black female in a in probably a man's world let's be honest yeah like, well like gas is gas. pretty much a, a man's world yeah and then even in Canada like when I was there when I first went there I was I worked in a company with maybe 150 people in that building, um, seven floors, and I was the only black female. <laughs> I was the only black person, um, was a black female in oil and gas. And then I was promoted like three times um, in the first six months. But even that had its challenges. I had to like um, balance trying to be professional, um, but earn the trust and respect of a male dominated environment. Um, and then moved into construction and fabrication, which is totally a man's world. Um, but being there, being on site, dealing with everybody and just um, yeah, being able to, to fight with the best of them. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody that could be listening to this that is struggling maybe because of their, they're not the same gender as the people in their environment or the same race or something like that what would you say to them now knowing everything you know now and what you've been through if you had any wise words what would you say hmm. i guess wise words would be um don't give up and don't allow people's perceptions to determine your worth you know set yourself apart and show people what you are with because otherwise they won't see it nice nice that's good exactly and that's a very very poignant point as well because i said a lot of people go in to those environments um trying to please everyone around them um instead of thinking about themselves and thinking okay how good i and thinking about how good they are and what they can contribute instead of thinking oh how am i going to fit in here is actually how can i stand out and how can i prove that i am worth i'm worthy to be here because I, I, I knew a lot of people from Trinidad who, um, who worked in Canada as well, and they gave me the advice to try to fit in, but I never felt, I never bought into that advice because 
to me, I can't assimilate. Mm. I, I, everybody is unique in their own way, shape, and form. We all have different experiences that, that form us. And we choose every day how to change those experiences and use those experiences to be who you want to be. So you can either be a victim or, or not. It's a choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's not like, obviously, what you said there. It's like, it's not, you don't want to assimilate. So like, if you want to be successful, you've got to stand out. You want to stand, you want to be seen to be different. Yeah, and, and being different in your yeah, own right exactly. and leaning into more of who you are. I think that's when you see people shine the most, mm. whether that's in career, whether that's in their family life, doesn't matter what kind mm. of scale we're talking about here. I think the more people can mm. lead into who they are, the happier they tend to be as well. And they bring more to the table once you're happy. Like once you're not buying into what everybody else thinks about you. Like you just, you do you and you, you, you use that to... Give your best efforts. That's what that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Stacey, so I want to ask you, because obviously you and I actually met before you met Jonathan, because this was the days before actually we'd combined the physical and the mental and emotional stuff together. Um, so obviously when, when we met, our paths crossed. I just want you to kind of give the listeners a bit of kind of context. of like, why did we end up meeting in the first place? What, what kind of called you to end up kind of jumping into this coaching journey? I guess um, <laughs> so. I had heard about the coaching before, but of course, um, I was never really sold on it. <laughs> um, I guess I always had my like. To me, it always seemed like something that I didn't fully understand. It seemed a bit elusive. I was not really sure what was going on, um, and but I heard about it through my my person, my ex personal trainer then, and you know she was talking about her experiences and stuff. So. It sounded interesting, but I wasn't totally sold. Um, and then, of course, dealing with her um, on and off a couple of times, um, especially working with her every day during, well, during the week normally, she would see my, my reactions to simple things. Um, she would see my my self-deprecating um, or the emotions, either the peaks and the troughs constantly. Um, and I got to a point where I couldn't always control my emotions. And at times, whether in an, a professional environment or even on my own, I just felt these swirl of emotions bubbling up and, and couldn't articulate them, wasn't sure how to deal with it. And I got to the point where I just didn't know what else to do. So she, she recommended um, talking to you all. And then I spoke to you and I guess, that was just it. It just at that point in time, that was just the answer I needed. And and thank you for sharing that because there were so many people listening to this that can totally relate, you know, because you're not alone in that sense of feeling like your emotions can be out of control sometimes and you just at that almost tipping point. And uh, you know, we've been there in the past as well, you know. That's and for sure it's is something very very powerful when you then hear kind of what what you're like now <laughs> and that's <all laughs> where we're gonna know so before we go there I'm curious to know like what did you expect like when you when we obviously met and then you was like in this point of like is this something I want to do is it not something I want to do and um, obviously you chose to, to kind of jump into the journey but what was going through your mind like what did you expect from coaching well, to be very honest, um, I wasn't, even after our first interaction, I wasn't totally sold. Um, <laughs> and yes, um, 
you know, it, it felt like, I mean, speaking to you felt like a safe, a safe place. And you, you kind of gave a bit of a background in terms of, you know, we'll just kind of go through the journey and we've like approached like your thought process and that kind of stuff. And even though you gave me that kind of background, I wasn't 100% sure. In my mind's eye, and I guess based on whatever information I got, like, like from different sources previously, I would have felt like it was kind of airy fairy kind of like you know meditation a bit of maybe some like yoga kind of thing I, I didn't I, I wasn't sure I was like maybe it was some kind of like mm, you know <laughs> you and John are the same yeah I remember any time anyone would mention anything about um, coaching or emotions or psychology it was like oh it's all hairy fairy stuff it's like yeah, none of that thing. So I'll stick to I'll stick to the physical. What I can see, feel, and touch. <laughs> exactly. This is a thing in common where you like that structure. You yeah. like to analyze things. Exactly. You like to see literally like metrics for things yeah. as well. So like, exactly. there'll yeah. be people listening that can totally relate to that. Because <laughs> of course, I, I I look at stats. I look at figures. I look at like facts, right? And of course, because the whole kind of psychology, like coaching kind of thing, is like kind of based on the experience. I'm like, but I can't really quantify that. So like, you know, you're not really selling it to me. And I think it was like, it's, it's, it takes some time to kind of wrap my head around it, but of course, yeah. So. So what did, so what did you expect? Like, what was that turning point when you was like, okay, as airy fairy as it sounds, I'm going to go for it. What did you expect? Well, actually, remember, um, we met the first time and because I got to the point where I genuinely didn't know what else to do to, to taper, or at least to get my emotions, um, under control, and I felt as though there were situations that did not lend for me to be even the least bit emotional, of course, given my, my male-dominated environment. I was like, okay, let me just try something, anything. At least trying something is better than nothing. So we tried, so we, we met the first time, and we had like one a one-off session, but then I left and went on vacation. And even when I was on vacation and I came back, I wasn't totally like, am I like, Okay, maybe we'll talk or I'll see where it goes. Maybe I'll think about it a bit more. So yeah, so because when I came back and I ended up sick and in the hospital with my with my collapsed lung, and I was literally in a situation where I felt like um I was at death's door, I felt like I owed it to myself to approach to, to deal with everything, mental, physical, spiritual, everything. And at that point in time. As much as I was dealing kind of with the, with, with the physical in terms of PT, and I was kind of dealing with spiritual in terms of my prayer life, I still didn't think that I was looking at everything holistically. So I decided to like give it a try just to see where I would end up and just to figure out what else is, is there bothering me and just, yeah, just approach it and see what, what's left, <laughs> what's up there. So. <laughs> Listen, like obviously at some stage you you obviously then transitioned to, to working with Jonathan and myself. And I'm just curious if you remember off the top of your head, just from working with both of us, is like what what did you really want to achieve? Like what was the main things that you was like, do you know what this would be totally worth getting involved with if I just achieved this? Was there anything that you can recall? Actually at the time when I um when I was talking to you about and and you had mentioned getting involved in Jonathan, I felt as though we had worked together for so long and I was working on like um, my mental wellness and my emotional wellness and everything. And then I was like, you know, I still feel as though I'm struggling with that, with that physical part. And at that point in time, 
because working with you, I've seen not just um, like immediate benefits, but I but there were foundational things that I was able to address. At that time, I just kind of wanted to, to like get to a point where holistically and especially physically, I was in a better place. I didn't think I'd be the ideal model or anything, but I just wanted to be in a place where, because having spoken to, to, to yourself and then having like a bit of background in terms of, you know, knowing Jonathan, I mean, what you spoke about in Jonathan and, and his physical transformation on watching somebody the podcast and, and watching somebody videos and stuff. I knew that where he came from as well. So at that point in time, I just wanted to be in a better place, a place where I understand like how my body works and I understand how to get the best out of myself. I mean, nothing is ever ideal, it's not perfect, but I wanted to get to a point where I felt comfortable enough to be like, yeah, just better. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be yeah, my ideal image, but at least in a better place where I feel like I could transition and easily, and especially to, I was being selfish in that when I, I wanted to, to work with Jonathan because I knew that what are you all working together and you've been working with me, you have a lot of my history <laughs> as well. And so you'd be able to like tell him and you would talk and I'm like, yeah, now I get the benefit. <laughs> so that, that is one of the perks, right? Is you, you get two for the kind of the price yeah, of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we do really. <laughs> two coaches for the price of one. So um, when you um, obviously started integrating um, the physical with the mental and emotional, how did you feel at first? How did, it, um, how did you find it all connecting? Actually, I was um I was thoroughly impressed to be honest. Um, at first I wouldn't lie, it was a bit of a challenge because it was it was a different approach, yeah. and I wasn't sure because of course I've had I've had personal trainers for the last 10, 15 years of my life. So I mean, of course I've dealt with a lot of different like personal trainers. Um, so it was, it was a totally different approach. And at first, I, I kind of was, it was a bit strange, but I kind of like eased myself into that. Like, okay, so I had to remind myself to be a bit more open-minded and just not overthink it, which I have a tendency to do. Um, but when I started to, 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 to at least integrate like the physical coaching and then um, the regular coaching with, with, with Charlotte, I was like, I was impressed because like so much of it kind of like over, overlapped in terms of, breathing exercises and you know even the awareness of of the the body and how like just breathing helps and there's so much of that integration let's just like it was amazing but yet like simple enough to be like oh i should have made that connection but i didn't and but it was it was amazing because i didn't expect it but it felt somewhat natural after having done the breathing um, and different breathing sequences with Charlotte and then having to do different breathing sequences with you, but still integrating the physical, it just made it a lot easier, a lot more seamless. So. That's, that's great to hear because there are so many principles that are the same when we look at all the different elements of wellness, right? So even if somebody just worked on like their mental and emotional health, there's still going to be elements there that will in, intervene in somebody's physical development as well. Um, True. Even the thoughts and the, like, even like now having worked with both of you all and then realizing that, you know, like my thoughts on any like given day and like my movement, how it affects and change in my state. And like, 
on looking at those things now and being way more aware of it and integrating them into, into my life now, it's like, I can see so many things differently. And like in the moment, so as the day progresses, because I'm aware of it, like even if it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, I can still change my state. I can still stop and breathe and I, I still change the outlook of how my day ended up overall. No. So it's, it's, it's good. It's really, really good. So it's, what was, just to give our listeners like a sneak peek, what was it like before then? All right, so that's now what's happening, which all sounds wonderful. You're gonna have people listening to this, are like, but how? Like, but what was you like before? It was making it sound so easy. So, what what was it like before? Oh no, it wasn't easy at all. I mean, to be fair, like even before coaching with you, I mean, I was I told myself I was a realist, but I was really a pessimist. I would expect the worst and hope for the best, and that was my mantra for the longest time. Um, and then even though we started coaching and we, we used to touch on. And we would we'd talk a lot about mental wellness and thoughts and perceptions and that kind of stuff, and even movement to a certain degree and changing your state. When, I mean, like before Jonathan, yes, as I said, I had different personal trainers and it was helpful. It was really, really helpful. And they all did a great job in their regard at that particular point in time. However, like before dealing with Jonathan, um, simple things like, opening a bottle, my wrist, like my right hand and my right wrist would kill me for like ever. Ever since I was in high school, I could not actually open a twist cap bottle. And people understood that and they just used to take my bottle and open it. But I didn't realize it was a systemic issue where my wrist used to hurt so much. And then before training with Jonathan, um, you know, undoing like certain movements and exercises and him giving me pointers for simple things which I thought was part of who I am and I had to accept simple things like opening a bottle to me now I don't even have to think about it because it's so easy you know um getting up off the ground without anything close by was a serious struggle you know and I'm not an old person but it, 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 I used to look like I was close to 90 when I started trying to get up off the floor without anything close by but after working with, with Jonathan, I realized that those things aren't who I am. And it didn't have to be a part of me that I accepted. And as much as I didn't go into it expecting that, I was surprised when I actually realized, oh, wow, I'm able to get above the floor without holding on to a million things. Or oh, I'm able to open a bottle without trying to find some random person to open a bottle for me. You know, it's simple things that I accept it was part of me, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, I think a lot of people can kind of relate where they, as they get older and uh, go through the twenties, thirties, they start becoming kind of limited in what they can do because of obviously it could be again pain or mobility issues, and they just start to accept that it's a part of getting older. It's a part, and it's not. It's like anything that any damage you've done you can reverse you can you can improve your lifestyle you can improve your mobility you can reduce your pain you can have a better quality of movement in life um and it's just again making that choice to do so and not um kind of believing the believing that kind of myth that oh it's just part of it's just part of growing older mm -hmm. like i just i just have to accept it and live with it but no you don't <laughs> you can I, mean, I thought for so long i genuinely thought so like i thought Honestly, I thought four five hours sleep was all I could possibly do. I thought that back pain was part of my life, no matter what. 
I thought that my risk hurting was, was a real struggle. I would never change. I honestly thought that that's who I am. And as I got older, it would just get worse and it's just far for the course and just accept it and move on. But working with the all, I realized like I, that is not something I have to accept. And I can be mobile and I can be somewhat agile until I get however long once I continue on it. So it's, it's so nice right. listening to you speak. Um, and the reason being is because, I mean, you know, in the early days when we first met, I don't think I recall any sentence where you said, I can, I can, I can, yeah. I can. Oh. All right. And and it was very much, it's like, really? I can do that? Really? Me? Are you sure? Like, it, it was more coming from that space of surprise. <laughs> and that that idea that this is the first time you're thinking that certain things are possible, not necessarily just physical, yeah. but generally speaking. I know one of the things that you um, said you wanted to achieve when we very first met was, you know getting answers he was always curious like why do I feel this way why do I think this way he was like just very inquisitive he's like I just want to know why and and, yes, it, and it was just all about self-discovery in the end and I think it's really interesting what John said there is like this belief system of things that we we choose to accept or don't accept I'm curious to know what what within your own belief system has changed the most throughout your coaching experience what would it be um, I would say my worthiness and my, sorry, oh, sorry. It did, like, is it um, a real nice change that you've, you've, that you've been through? I guess it took a long time for me to accept that I am human and um, I don't have to be perfect, but I will be, and I, I am enough for the right people, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what are you feeling right now? What's, what's going on? Well, I guess it's just, um, I guess I don't usually think about um, my, my thought processes before we started and then Oh, I think no, I don't usually think about it because to me, growth is growth, right? Once you've been, you've become better, um, that you are where you are right now. But I guess um, I don't usually think about it unless one, I feel the need to share with someone who is struggling or, um, or ask a question really. Um, but I don't usually think about the, the process and I'm just, just recognizing how little I thought of myself before and uh, how much where I am now, um, how my outlook has changed, how I can actually appreciate life a lot more, how accepting I am of things when they happen. And uh, I guess how I don't allow every little thing to affect me as much the way it used to be before, I can't, I guess how much more in control I am. Because I always felt as though things were happening to me. But that's not true. Like, I, I used to say, you know, I always used to say, you know, it's not what happens or what people say, it's your reaction to it. I never really believed it. Yeah. But now, I live it. And it's, it's different to just say something and to live something. And, living it just makes a huge difference 
that's a beautiful thing because like again just listening to you say that for me it's just like gives me goosebumps honestly because like you've worked so hard for it as well it's like you've done the work you you've you've shown up for yourself for a long time now and just stepping in even more to who you are going back to what we said earlier and you've disregarded the things that you're not and you're stepping into it even more every single day it's an ongoing process for everybody and and that's that's why you know I enjoy working with you so much is because like I constantly see somebody showing up for themselves and giving it their all and challenging their own perceptions and challenging the way you see the world like you said you know you work in a demanding environment you know and for you to now go from knowing deeply that you're embodying this sense of worthiness and that actually you don't have to sweat the small stuff and that you keep that perspective is huge like that that's so so good and there's going to be so many people listening to this again that just can totally relate to to maybe experiencing the same things that you have until now they can because honestly it's i went from going to work every day dreading it and being disgruntled and swearing every other sentence or actually every other word sometimes <laughs> to just go into the office and either being quiet or just laughing at the silliest of things or even at when something goes wrong I just laugh it off because I know that it doesn't matter like a week from now a month from now a year from now it really doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah I hope everybody else could find that kind of realization that I came to because honestly it's you only have one chance to live and it's useless to spend all of your time focused on your own things absolutely you don't get a redo you don't get a redo definitely it's just like you it's like you said that when you kind of change your perception of um things were happening to you instead of things happening for you and that's the thing when people start to change that instead of thinking oh why is this happening to me and start thinking this is happening for me because it's going to help me grow whether perceived good or bad then you start to like you say you just accept things for as they are and you don't take things too seriously and you take everything as a learning opportunity to grow and become a better version of yourself don't you definitely definitely so- i do feel like when charlotte will said it i was like you're right like to be honest in my mind i'm like you're right like of course i've been to don't you see it? Like, I used to have that mental discussion. I wouldn't tell you that then. But I'd be like, is she not seeing it? Like, it's happening to me. And then now I'm like, seriously? Like, seriously, seriously? Like, it wasn't happening to you. <laughs> it's so good because, you know, like John just said there, it's like the things are happening for you, but the, the, the realisation that you've had that it actually is and that you're learning and growing mm. and just the way you just described, like, that, that biggest shift and that biggest belief moment for you and that sense of worthiness is coming because you've been in this constant growth mode ever since you've begun and it was almost like a little surprise for you just now when that come out of your mouth when you said about worthiness because you it's almost like getting to the mountaintop and looking back and seeing how far you've come um and and that's that's a very special moment so i really appreciate you sharing that with us that's what it feels like that's definitely what it feels like (laughs) All right. So um, I'm curious to know, like in terms of coaching, like just what was your, what's been your like favorite parts of the process, would you say, from working with obviously both of us? Favorite part of the process? I mean, I have to choose one. There's two of us. Yeah, favorite part. <laughs> um, okay, I'll separate them. I'll separate them. Um, I guess 
too. And like it's, um, I know this it might sound strange, but I guess the tasks that you all give me, being able to like, like throw myself into the tasks, get them done and then get your feedback. Um, for me, it's been the favorite part because I guess, because I'm goal oriented and solution oriented and I wanna achieve things. Um, yes, it's been difficult, I wouldn't lie to tell you. Um, sometimes the tasks are hmm, more than just challenging. <laughs> it, it forces me to like step out of my comfort zone, change where I, I, I think, I do, I move. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge and while I'm doing it, I'm like, oh gosh, I, I can't do this. I'm like, yes, I can. And then I have to like talk myself through actually getting the task done sometimes, but then actually being able to finish the tasks and get your feedback. And then like sometimes the affirmation or sometimes the guidance to just like do things differently. And like I said, it, it means a lot because I feel as though like, I don't know, I just feel as though um, it actually feels like real growth. Like I can see like, quantifiable changes in, in those moments, in those times, when you give me a task to reflect on something or when Jordan gives me a task to do something this particular week. And granted, sometimes it might take more than a week for me to get into that habit. And I might, it might require setting reminders and writing notes and you know, it might require me to give a lot of effort. But then when I've done it, and then I see the actual growth and I see the true benefit, it's not like when you're going to school and somebody gives you homework and you feel like you have to finish it. You actually feel as though like you finish your homework, but you see like real progress. You see real change. I feel like, yeah, I feel differently. And I know it sounds funny because I feel differently. It's just that you can't unknow something as you've always said, like I can't unknow or unhear something. So once that awareness and once that realization hits and once you want to force me out of my comfort zone and I've done that, I don't really have an excuse. I can't make up a random excuse why, why, you know, I can't do it anymore because I've done it. I've achieved it. You know, I've seen it. I've, yeah, just that's to me the best part. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And there's probably people who are going to be listening to this who maybe been thinking about coaching or maybe even just this, actually listening to you now may have triggered that thought thinking actually maybe a coach might help me. So anyone who's kind of thinking about coaching, what would what would you say to them? What was um, the one thing or even a few things that you would say to them that would kind of get them to take that step forward um, to seek out kind of that guidance and that help? I guess um, what I would tell them is that, okay, how to put it? Uh, I guess for me, the benefit of coaching is that it's finding someone who can who could guide you on your journey to, um, to understanding yourself and to, to bettering yourself, who would objectively and you know comfortably allow you to be the person who you are without judgment. And but I guess, I guess for, for me, 
question is a necessity because we all need that one person or people who will be objective in a, in a trustworthy environment, in an environment where you feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable or to, or to be your real self without judgment. But you need that person who will be able to be objective, not to make you feel worse about yourself or to, or to, to, um, to critique you, but to make you better. You know, it's like, I never thought that I'd be one of the people who needed a coach, to be honest. But now that I've had, like, you guys, I can't picture my life without it. Because it's knowing that you have that person who has the knowledge and the, the background and the experience to guide you when you are facing a challenge or, or when you're not sure about a particular aspect of your life. And, you know, it's not just to pacify you, but it's actually to make you a better person. Nice, excellent. Listen, that's great, because anybody listening to this that might be on the fence about coaching, I'm the same as you. I never ever thought, oh, no, why would I want a coach? Why do I need a coach? I was always like, no, I'll figure it out, or I'll find the right answer somewhere, or I'll just keep going the way I am kind of thing. And, and it took me to kind of experience a similar kind of thing as you to be like, actually, no, do you know what? having somebody that can actually almost see around corners because they've been there and they know and they've got the expertise it really speeds up your own growth process and ultimately alongside the growth is you, you like you said you feel different you start to experience life in a very very different way and that's something that is is very um profound when you start experiencing it in the way that you want to and it starts to influence the other people that you're surrounded by as well doesn't it um and that's really really powerful definitely so, Stacey, listen, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience since you're here and you can say whatever you want to our wonderful <laughs> listeners? Is there any words of wisdom that you would like to share that you haven't already? I guess the only other thing that I would say is that um, the whole coaching experience is not just selfish. It's not just for me. It's not just for my growth. So, yes, I guess the whole coaching experience once you give your all and you deep dive into it, it doesn't just benefit you as a person. It, it benefits your interaction with all everyone, your relationships with everyone around you. And it just, and it genuinely has a ripple effect. Like I know that's what you all try to promote, but it genuinely does. And I guess for me, more so than anything else, I am 8,000 miles away from my family and my closest friends. But coaching with you guys, and the more times I mention your names, <laughs> it's made such a huge impact on my family, on my closest friends. Like, they not only see a difference in me, but the me being who I am now, I can help them in a better, like help them to be better as well and give them better advice in their situations. So it's it's not just for me. It, it definitely has a ripple effect. Listen, that, that's why you're a joy to coach because you, <laughs> you pay it forward in everything that you do. It doesn't matter if it's a, a stranger where you live or if it's your, your 
immediate family mm. but you, you always have that thought for other people usually before yourself um but it's a beautiful thing because now you're actually giving from a place that's full and that is a really nice thing and it's exceptionally powerful for the people that you're surrounded by and um, so i just want to take this opportunity obviously to say thanks for being on the podcast but also like for, for letting us be on your journey as well you know like it's it's one thing to have somebody that kind of signs up for coaching. It's another person. It's another thing to have somebody that goes all in with everything on every single level. And you definitely show up to the plate every time and do that. Definitely fully, fully immerse yourself in the experience. And that's the thing. The coaching is not about us. Coaching is about you. And like you said earlier, yeah, you've done it. Like we, we just provide the tools and the skills and we just guide you. Like, it's like kind of, you're slightly off track. We just kind of, slightly push you back on track and you're doing the work and that's it it's not about um us as coaches to judge you or to criticize what you do or what you like you can't do this you can't do that it's about okay where are you now where do you want to be and we just help guide you in that direction and as every month goes by every little bit of guidance from us becomes kind of quicker and quicker to guide you because you you know what you need to do and you start getting i'm um, kind of going in that direction faster and faster um, and that's kind of the job as a coach is to over time is to hand the reins over to you. So um, there's less on our part, more on your part. And it just get, that gap becomes bigger and bigger. So we're here just as a like a support system for you um, once you're ready to really like go out like fully on your own. And that's I never have to come out to my own, but. <laughs> Yeah. I think um, you know John is like um, definitely on the same page as me when when we say that you literally are like the ideal person yeah. that we work with somebody that like we said shows up for themselves you take on any feedback that we give you you show up wholeheartedly uh, and you pay it forwards so thank you very much for being on the podcast we really really appreciate it um, and we're looking forward to see what even more growth we're going to have moving <laughs> forwards <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you all for actually having me and for honestly um, being there on the journey. Like no matter what, um, no matter what struggles I face, you all are always there. Um, I feel that you both make, create a really safe space for me um, to always do more and be more. And honestly, for that, I, there's no words that I could thank you all, honestly. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode then share it with a friend who you think might benefit spread the word that's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other we appreciate you so much and as always unconditional love and wellness to you